What number is this? I don't know. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. We're still recording, but I just I need to know what number podcast this Bloopers. is. Bloopers. What's up, everyone? This is Elisa. I'm with Jeremy. I'm actually on the podcast for once. And right now we are on standby because Jeremy is figuring out what number podcast this is. Because I don't remember anymore. <laughs> And welcome to the 125th episode of Downtime Podcast with Jeremy and Elisa. Happy New Year, Lisa. Happy New Year. Glad to be here and actually have time to do this. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. We have been so busy in our personal lives that it's been really hard to not, meet up. Not to mention worked crazy too. Yeah, I had a crazy start to the new year with my, my job. Had moved to a new office, been super busy, just adjusting and also catching up with projects so yeah it's been, it's been crazy and i just got my project for the year so i've just been prepping for that and then at the end of 2019 i was finishing out those projects just so that they don't roll over and man it's just been very much an ordeal being an adult i hate it yeah it's, adulting is hard adulting's very hard it sucks mm -hmm. but you know what here we are in 2020 we're going to turn 28 in a month. Yep. It's going to be an even year. The Can't believe that. The Olympics are here. Yep. What else is here in 2020? It's a new decade. It's a new decade. Yes. yes. Yep. And speaking of a new decade, we just passed the decade of the tens and we have a very exciting podcast for you. Normally what we do is we just talk about the year of 2019 and what our favorite games would have been this year but we just we decided to do something a little different and we are we summarized our favorite games of the decade so each year 2010 to 2019 we have for you our favorite games of each year not together jeremy and i have two separate lists yeah we don't know what each other wrote so. as always as is tradition mm -hmm. so I'm drinking boba if anyone can hear that. So <laughs> I can definitely hear it. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta gotta stay thirsty. I don't know. Hydrated. Hi I was gonna say hydrated, <laughs> but boba dehydrates you. <laughs> um. All right. Let's kick it off with 2010. 2010. I realized a lot of good games came out in 2010. Yeah. We uh, we graduated high school. That is the year we graduated. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 10 years Dude, ago. actually, okay, I'm sorry. We're taking a pause. You know it's our 10-year anniversary. Are you going to your 10-year anniversary? I don't know if it's been set up yet okay. by our <laughs> former president. Um, I have no idea, and I don't know if I actually want to go. I don't really care about all my other high school classmates since uh, the people that I hung out with in high school, we all still keep in touch. Mm. So every time I see them is like a reunion anyways. For sure. For sure. I might go to mine because uh, since my graduating class was very small i actually i, I liked everyone in nice. the class like it was a very small it was like 200 people so, oh okay yeah it was really chill i so i plan on going to that nice very cool yes sidebar but mm -hmm. okay back to games back to games what a year right what a year what a year what a year for games all right so my game of the year of 2010 so 
It was supposed. <laughs> it was going to be heavy rain. Okay. And heavy rain for sure is in my top two favorite games of 2010. It's actually one of my favorite games mm-hmm. like, uh, of life. And it was a. I had it listed as number one. And then when I was googling 2010 games, I completely forgot that Red Dead Redemption came out in 2010. Oh, okay. So, therefore, Red Dead Redemption is my number one game of 2010. Nice. Yes. I want to preface this also by saying that we decided that this wouldn't be based on just release date, but also no matter what year we bought the game in. So if we bought the game in 2009 and played it in 2010, it still counted as our game of the year for that, for the, for the year that we played it. Mm-hmm. Um, so despite release dates, some of these games that I picked myself – uh, did not come out in 2010, uh, and some of them uh, came out earlier. So uh, despite that, I still picked some some of these games, and you'll see when I choose it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my game of the year, I, this was a really hard year for me because uh, it's the first year I came out, or the first year I turned 18, and I um, got a uh, Steam account for the first time, mm. and I bought a bunch of games. Um, because I, I was illegally an adult in the United States, and I could buy M-rated games, and so hey. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so on Steam, I'd be like, "All right, now I can fill in that I was I'm 18 years old, and let me go past the age gate thing." Even though I lied every time, but, uh, so <laughs> they didn't care. Yeah, it doesn't they matter. They don't care. <laughs> I could be born in 1901. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my game of the year for 2010 is Team Fortress 2. Oh, nice. It's a multiplayer online shooter. And I picked it because I spent a lot of time in that game, hundreds of hours playing that game, especially with my brother. We would play TF2 a lot, modded servers, um, just the base game, you know, doing random stuff. That That's like one of the years that like custom hats uh, and like custom weapons started being produced for the game from the community. And it's a game that still to this day holds really strong numbers on Steam. Mm-hmm. So... That's why I chose it. Um, For I w- sure. I'll, I want to talk about honorable mentions because there were a lot of games I, I chose this year that I played. Yeah. And uh, you can too. But uh, my honorable the honorable mentions in order after TF2 were Killing Floor, Gary's Mod, Dave Defeat Source, and Mount and Blade Warband. Got it. Yeah. And you've talked about Mount and Blade Warband plenty of times on the podcast as well. Yep. Yep. My honorable mention is heavy rain i love that game a lot i really like the revelation of who the origami killer is it's one of my favorite stories of a video game for sure very cinematic very cinematic but red dead redemption is also (laughs) very the original one is very cinematic yeah i think it's a very well-rounded game it's the whole package in telling the story of an outlaw it's very easy to play in our i think this game is way easier than red dead redemption 2 Mm -hmm. even though i like red dead but this game was better to digest, and um, I always, I always think about this moment. But the moment when um, James Marsden is coming from the United States and he's on his horse and he's going to Mexico mm-hmm. is just a very cinematic scene. Anyone who's played this game knows what I'm talking about because you're on your horse. There's a like a song playing in the. It's the it's the only time there's not just. Um, instrumentals playing in the background this is like one of the only songs that has lyrics right right it's i actually wrote it down it's called far far away by jose gonzalez okay and it was and you're riding into the sunset or sunrise as you arrive in mexico 
mm. into the next chapter. So it was just really epic. Sunrise makes sense since yes. it's like a new dawn, you know? Oh, totally. So that one, Red Dead 1, wins it out for me. And my dishonorable mention oh, what? is Final Fantasy 13. Let's go. You have dishonorable <laughs> mentions. Oh, my goodness. No, it's not that many, but... Okay. But... God, I can't believe that game is so freaking confusing. <laughs> I had I had a classmate senior year. You know how people skip school to play a game, right? Mm-hmm. I had a classmate. He loved Final Fantasy. Well, he still does. He loves Final Fantasy. I love Final Fantasy yeah, too. Yeah, he's like a super fan like you. And mm-hmm. then he's like, he skipped that day to play Final Fantasy, but he came back halfway through the day and he's like, I don't like that game. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you came back? <laughs> what the hell, dude? <laughs> Final Fantasy, as everyone knows, super fantastical stories about magic, mages, you name it. But this was the hardest story to understand of all Final Fantasies, for sure. Yeah. This one was just straight up. Tr- it's straight up trashed. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Let's Mic move on. drop. Let's move on to the next year. 2011. <laughs> okay. 2011. Okay. <laughs> my first year. My first and a half year of college. Let's hey, go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, okay. So I chose this year Sonic Generations as my game of the year because I love, loved Sonic the Hedgehog from Sonic Adventure. Oh, I'm sorry. From Sonic 1 on the Genesis uh, until like Sonic Heroes. And then after that, it kind of fell off for me. And then and Generations came out and I was like, this is a love letter to the Sonic games. And I just love it. For I, sure. Yeah. So. Very nice. Um, Yeah. This was really hard. I didn't realize how many games I played in 2011. Same. Because you think that, oh, I probably didn't play that much because I got into college and you're just trying to figure out life and how to study in college and just get good grades and, you know, not fail your classes. Totally. But I think it's during the summer I made up for all the games I missed out on. That, honestly, yeah. yeah. And so that's why I played all of these games. Like, for example, I didn't know that Uncharted 3 came out in 2011 mm. because Uncharted 4 comes out in 2016. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, was there really a five-year gap between those two games? Because I think all the other gaps have only been two. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will. But Uncharted 4 was the PlayStation 4, um, was a PlayStation 4 game as well. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, and all Uncharted's had come out on PlayStation Three. Correct. So still exclusive to Sony. Still exclusive to Sony. Um, that's not my number one though. I did like that game. My number one is Terraria. Oh, nice. Good choice. Good yep. choice. I love sandbox games. I love just building a house, digging in caves, and finding emeralds and amethysts to make staffs and fun things, and stained glass. Yep. I just love sandbox games you that's all there is to it okay cool yep my honorable mentions are Oh, uh, sorry real quick yeah and i like how terraria is like constantly being updated even to this day yes <laughs> it's a whole nother game it's a to whole nother day. game uh so my honorable mentions are left 4 dead 2 uh i've sunk so many hours in that game <laughs> the modded maps it just ah uh, that game is to this day that game is still one of my favorites of all time i'll go back and play it every so often uh portal 2 obvious reasons oh yeah Far Cry 2, GTA 4, Terraria, yes, is on the list. Terraria. And Mount and Blade with Fire and Sword. Nice. There was a game that came out in 2011. I think it was The Witcher, like The Witcher 2 or something like that. That sounds about right. And it made me realize, oh yeah, I I still have never played a Witcher game. And 
I've seen the whole entire TV show yet. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. Nothing but, wrong with that. Uh, so. I mean, you you could also read the books, and no one's going to fault you for not reading True. them. So, um, yeah. All right. For 2012, I have a very clear-cut winner. My clear-cut winner is The Sims 3 Seasons. It is, I will argue with anyone that, the, so The Sims 3 is the best Sims game of all time, and Sims 3 Seasons, I will argue, is the best expansion that they've ever done. Nice. You can etch it in stone, you can write it on a contract. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is official. No, like, I, I don't care what anyone else says. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. This game just gives you the best variety of activities to do. You incorporate all the seasons, so fall, winter, spring, summer, and just just winter alone can make just makes up one of the best games of 2012. Nice. So that Very is nice. my winner of the year. Um, no dishonorable mentions this time around. No honorable <laughs> no, mentions. No honorable mentions okay. this time. Yep. Uh, I don't think I played that many games in 2012. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. My list is really short for 2012 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one for 2012 is Sleeping Dogs, the open world nice. game where you it's in Hong Kong. Um, I played a lot of I when I first saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like it's like Asian GTA, and I picked it up like I, I pre-ordered it basically, and I I bought it twice. I have it on PC, and I have the like remastered edition on ps4 i've been meaning to play that a lot of people who play that game really like that game yes i i can vouch for that i learned so many bad words in cantonese oh god (laughs) from that game isn't it hong kong then it's all set in hong kong it's like a the the developers did a really good job of capturing the essence the feel um like the visual look of hong kong because like for sure a lot of the game perspective of course is behind the character main character wei shen but if you like look up and around like there's so many little details like, from the windows to the mm-hmm. signs on everything and the radio itself and just the vehicles like it's just it's beautiful it's a it's a wonderful game um it's the first like open world driving slash action game that you have to go to the right hand side because you know hong kong drives on the right hand side of okay. the car yeah and you know how the, the from the u.s i mean um and how like you know we drive on the right side and then in hong kong they drive on the left side uh, with the right-hand side steering wheel. So sometimes I would get into a car, but I would accidentally go on the left side. Oh. And I'm like, ah, I take my, I have to take more time to go to the right side because he has to scooch oh, over. You, you just got to get used to it. I know. That's it, like that's a struggle, though, because you're driving on the... You're, the driver... Um, the driving wheel is on the left side in a car. That's in the right. In the United States, you know. Yep. And then when I played GTA 4, I would go to the right side <laughs> of the car. And I'm like, oh, stop doing that. <laughs> Actually, I need to finish this first. Uh, but yeah, and then my honorable mention for 2012 is Bioshock. For sure. Yeah. Ugh. The very first one or? Yeah, the very first one. Okay. Um, I didn't pick it as number one because Sleeping Dogs had a bigger resonance with me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Definitely. All right. 2013 was your game of the year. 2013, my game of the year, Bioshock Infinite. Hey. So, <laughs> <laughs> although it was not, although the first so one. So were you prepping for the final Bioshock? I uh, I would say yes and no. Um, yes, uh, I did it inadvertently because I didn't know it was going to come out the next year until late in 2012. And then I was like, oh shit, Bioshock Infinite's coming out. So I, uh, I, I picked up Bioshock Infinite and literally the day I picked it up, I could not put it down. Mm. I could not stop playing. That's how you know it's a good game always. Yep. So I spent two days. I spent two whole days and I beat it in two days. Nice. I was like, I need to finish this game. And it was so good. I, 
Yeah, I, I remember just staying up all day from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. I played that game and I didn't finish it. And I was like, damn it. I'm so, I was so disappointed that I didn't finish it that I went to sleep and I woke up early again just to finish <laughs> it. Ah, wonderful game. And then my honorable, honorable mentions are GTA 5 and Tomb Raider. For sure. Yeah. This year, so this, so 2013 and 2017 were like my most difficult years figuring out what my game of the year was. Um, this year, it was between The Last of Us and and GTA Five, mm-hmm. two huge standouts for me. And man, and I just like both of them in all these different ways. You can always trust in a Naughty Dog game, and then it was the la- the first Grand Theft Auto for the playstation 4 like just or sorry not for playstation 4 but um this is the first grand theft auto in a while yeah that um they incorporated you could play with three different characters like it was just like so many things like there were so many things to do in both of those games and for different things and yeah totally i really liked both of them but my game of the year is grand theft auto 5 Good, good choice. Yeah, good and choice. the reason, and I love The Last of Us, but the reason why GTA um, edges out over that is the radio soundtrack. Oh, and, yes. Um, and it starts by saying that my favorite GTA of all time is San Andreas. Mm-hmm. That one. Same, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. And one of the things that I love about that is just the soundtrack. And I think Rockstar does a great job in all of its games curating the perfect soundtrack to match the year. Every time. Every, every time. time. And not only in GTA are you playing in Los Santos, based off my favorite game, um, my favorite Grand Theft Auto game, but just the soundtrack just makes every mission better. Like Radio Los Santos ha- it has some of my favorite songs of all time on there. Mm. Like Kendrick Lamar's ADHD yep. is on it. Yep, yep. Um, um, the game is on it. Ali Bomaye, and yep. then, um, my favorite one is uh, my favorite song from the soundtrack is "Smoking and Riding." Yeah, "Smoking uh, and Riding." I know it's yeah, like my yeah, yeah. favorite song by I think BJ the Chicago Kid and Freddie Gibbs. That song, I, like Radio Los Santos, just gave me so many feels. Yeah, and that is why, um. Grand Theft Auto wins over The Last of Us. My favorite song from that station is I Woke Up in a New yes. Bugatti. I, I, I just like, yeah. I love like you just imagining someone just waking up and they're like, oh, I, I'm in a Bugatti? I guess this is mine. <laughs> you just drive away. Because I love how ridiculous the situation is for that song. And it's like, it's so, it's it's such a rapper sounding song. But the, the whole overall premise of it is just like, oh okay <laughs> in my head at least i know yeah. what, i know what this song is actually about but in my mind every time i heard the chorus i was like what if i woke up in a new bugatti what would i do <laughs> did i steal it i don't know <laughs> but gta5 is a solid choice you i love that game's have, awesome you have to add wait it's not rick ross it's not rick ross who does bugatti mm, who does bugatti i don't know it's i don't okay. remember it's okay it's okay i actually bought gta5 twice once because i bought it with my ps4 it actually yeah. came as the the disc concluded with the game with the console oh, for sure for sure yeah it was like a bundle and i bought it a second time a year later when it came out on pc nice uh one because i wanted to play in first person mode on the pc and two because i wanted the the player radio station because like there's this every like certain gta games up until a certain point i think it was from like uh either three until now um you can 
uh, there's a folder you can put yes. it on your and you put your own music on there yes. and then it'll play on the radio in the game at a, uh, you know like just mixed like a, a shuffled I mean mm-hmm. and so I would throw my own stuff in there so it'd oh, be yeah. weird like you see Frank Franklin driving down the street blasting J-pop and I'm oh like, my god yes. this is this is awesome you know <laughs> like uh, that's one of the biggest reasons why I got it and of course the mods I've never modded the game but I've always found the idea interesting yeah I've never I, I've only played it on PlayStation so I've obviously never modded it yeah no worries yeah oh also Trevor. Trevor, great, yeah. Yep, that's all you gotta say, Trevor. (laughs) Yep, yep. All right, 2014. Your game of the year was... All right, so 2014 and 15 are gonna be interesting because I did not play that many games that year. Okay. And this is because these were the two years I was finishing up college. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just trying to get my life together and graduate. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. um, But my 2014 game of the year is The Stick of Truth. It is nice. Yep, it is the best South Park game. Um, it's crazy because it's also the first game that Matt Stone and Trey Parker have ever made. They're just so talented <laughs> at creating all of these different th- like things, they just things. things. They have a TV <laughs> show, they have movies, they have a video game and they have a musical, like, yep, how yep. Many, you know, and, um, yeah, this game is just hilarious. It's fun. It's, it's a really good RPG and it references, um, some of the best episodes of South Park of all time too. So this, so this is the funny thing about uh this is the funny thing about this game so um this references um not a direct reference but it's based off of the trilogy uh the episode trilogy of south park where people are buying the playstation 4 for black friday oh yeah yeah yeah, the black friday bundle yeah also known as black friday Bundaroo. <laughs> yeah, the Black Friday Bundaroo. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, it was a that was a great season of South Park and so they just chose a really good season to reference things off of. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. I, I remember that the, being like a love letter to the series yes. all, while also being a, its own standalone thing. Oh yeah. Which is awesome, you know, because like you want that from a game that's based off of an established show, you know. Exactly. Not just some cheap knockoff. Yep. Um I prefer this one over um um, the fractured butthole, which is based on um, superheroes right. and, and the Coon um, episode trilogy. So, this is the uh, this the stick of truth is by far the better one. Gotcha, gotcha. For my year, uh, for my game in the year 2014, I chose Wolfenstein: The New Order. Oh, nice! Yeah. I saw that came out that year when I was like look when I was looking back at what came out in 14. I was like, what came out these years? Yeah, no, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, another game that I spent two or three days on just straight trying to complete the game after class in college i would you know just go home play the game and mm-hmm. try to beat it um for three days i beat it in three days uh it, it just it's basically you know people were craving for half-life after half-life 2 and they never got it um you know with the recent announcement and eventual release of half-life alex you know there's been kind of this renewed interest in single-player shooters and i think wolfenstein the new order was definitely in the midst of that yeah. it was like kind of fulfilling that craving because i definitely was someone that really wanted to have that cinematic single-player experience uh in a shooter because i i to, to this day still love shooters um so wolfenstein the new order was definitely one that i really appreciated and uh i think that it it brought you know a new i brought cinematic single-player perspective to uh a world that really needed it yeah uh, and and it did it really well you know because like there's a lot of single player shooters out there especially that came out before then and during that time but not all of them were like half-life and i think this is the closest to half-life that i got mm-hmm. you know um my honorable mentions are alien isolation far cry 4 titanfall and middle earth shadow of mordor mm-hmm. 
Yeah, 2015. Real Earth Shadow of Mordor. Sorry, for some reason. Okay. I was thinking of Morrowood. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I confused a lot of things. Go on. It's okay. I I did play that game, but it it was not in this decade. It was before that. For sure. It was in the 07, 08, 09 era. Um, Okay. Uh, Do you have any honorable mentions before we move on to 2015? No, I really, I didn't play that many games. Oh, oh, right. You mentioned that. Okay, sorry. So. So 2015, what about you? All right. So 2015... God, we're going back to, I like didn't play, this was especially the year that I was, this was my graduation year. Oh, for sure. So I was like, I really didn't play that much. And um, like, for example, like The Last Witcher, The Witcher 3 came out that year, but I didn't play that. I played Rocket League, but you know, Rocket League is just Rocket, it's just like a, you know. like Yeah, it's some people's yeah. game of the year, but I understand yeah. why it wouldn't be yours. You yeah, know? it's just like, it's a fun party game, but totally, that's about it. Um. This year, though, I do want to, I want to, because when I was Googling what came out in 2015, I want to acknowledge two games that I really, really like that came out this year. Okay. That I did not play that year, which were Ori in the Blind Forest ah. and Yakuza 5, which are two, <laughs> two amazing games, but I didn't play it this year. So, you know. Sure, sure. But God, are they amazing. Those are, if I, those are amazing games just in general. Mm-hmm. Um totally. What I would say for this is, I'd say Mortal Kombat 10 is my game of the year. I always love a good fighting game. Um, Mortal Kombat 10 is also my favorite uh, Mortal Kombat game. Nice. And yeah, it was just a good time. And, and one of the new characters I really like, Takeda. He's just he, you know, he's just a new person. Mm. But um, he became my new default aside from. Uh, Aside from Katana. Nice, so. nice. And yeah, I'd say it is Mortal Kombat 10. Okay. That sounds like a good choice. Yeah. I know you like fighting games, so I it's do like right up your alley. Yep. Uh, my game of the year in 2015 was Lego Jurassic World. Nice. Because I love the Lego games. And I, when the first one for Star Wars came out, I really wanted a Jurassic 1 to come out. And I would have to wait. Uh, when did that for 2006? So I have to wait nine years before it would come out. And uh, I was older then, but I could afford it and buy it on my own. Hey. And it was a combination of Jurassic Park to Jurassic World. And, yeah, Jordan and I played that front to back. It was great. We finished that game. Um, my honorable mentions for that year are Fallout 4 and Star Wars Battlefront. Battlefront, I got to admit, was a good game. Yeah? I, I've only played it at other people's houses, but I really liked that. It was fun. Yeah, visually, it's beautiful. I it didn't looks know, just like the movies. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing half the time. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> there was always a person who was Darth Vader that, like, killed everyone immediately. And yep. I was just like, but I'm still having a good time, I yeah. think. I think so. Yeah. Anytime I played the game, I was like, okay, there's always going to be someone better than me. And they would just fly around on their jetpacks. Yeah. No, that's exactly. Whoever was yep. Luke and Darth Vader just won everything. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, but then I would still play the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, that I felt like it was more fun in Battlefront. But then in Battlefront 2, like the overpower, uh, like this was not as fun for some mm. reason in 2. Yeah. Like the OP-ness, I was like, okay, I'm over it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, All right. 2016. Yep. What is your game of the year? Mine was Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Hey! <laughs> and I think yours is the same. And I, my reason is because 
Um, I speed ran. Well, not really speed ran, but Did I. Did you pr- really speed run it? Uh, no, I, I I played the other three games on the on the collection, the Nathan Drake. Oh yeah, because the collection actually came out the year before. Yeah, so I played all of those, and the reason that they're not listed there is because um, I don't. I consider all of them one game from the from when I played it because it was basically one disc with all three games on it, and uh. It, some of them came out before this decade, so I didn't really want... Or one of them came out. It was like 08, right? With yeah. the first one. So I didn't really count it as part of something, uh, my game of the year list. Um, uh, but I I speed ran the other three games. I still enjoyed the story. I didn't like completely speed run it. But uh, when this game came out, I just... I had to get it. I played it cinematically. It's beautiful. Everything looks so realistic. Oh, yeah. Uh, the story is great. Um, it's a lot less um, phantasmical compared to the other ones Mm -hmm. but it still felt like a fantasy action adventure indiana jones type of more towards the indiana jones direction for sure absolutely and a lot of like family dynamics too oh 100 percent. oh yeah through the entire way it was it was awesome (laughs) i loved it yes i loved it so much and i like how it because this is all by the way this is also my game of the year oh yeah yeah so um i like how it tied everything up i thought this was a very great ending to the franchise because i love this franchise a lot yeah 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 yeah, i felt very satisfied playing it um this uh, so the playstation 4 um i bought in 2016 it was my first adult purchase after you know having like this is my first big girl purchase of something to myself that was not paying for a loan so yeah 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 yeah. so i got this and my playstation um i've said it before but if you're new to this podcast my playstation is actually a uncharted for collectors edition playstation Mm -hmm. and and just goes to show that you know how much i really like uncharted and this game deservingly it's my game of the year Mm -hmm. 2016 nice um, I want to acknowledge Stardew Valley because that game is amazing as fuck. It came out in 2016. I didn't start playing it until 2019. Mm-hmm. But God, this game's amazing. <laughs> and I'm really close to getting that last melon that I need to finish, like not finish Stardew Valley, but to 100% um, the town hall. Nice. So. One melon, one melon. One, just one melon's all you need. One melon's all I need. <laughs> My honorable mentions are Killing Floor Two, Titanfall Two. I, oh man, Titanfall Two was overshadowed by Battlefield One. Damn, EA, <laughs> why? It came out like two days after. Leave uh, it to EA. <laughs> they, yeah, they 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 did them. They did them dirty. They did them dirty. <laughs> Titanfall Two is is an amazing game, it, and there's still a small community that plays it. And shout out to you guys because. Oh, that game's awesome. Oh, and I hear. I, I see so many people on Reddit still playing Titanfall. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the servers still have people on them, so yeah. that's great. Uh, Mafia Three is the final one for mm-hmm. my uh, mention list in 2016, and I've gushed about Mafia Three and how awesome it is before. For sure. Yeah. All right, 2017. I think I know what your game of the year is, but yeah, I I, to- I'm pretty sure we both have the same <laughs> game of the year. But thinking about it. And how hard it was to choose my game of the year was just as difficult as it was in 2017. Really? Yeah. Because Go of, on. <laughs> so, okay. I just want to say that of this decade, 2017 by far is my favorite year of games oh. of this decade. Okay. Of games that were released, of like everything. I thought that ev- everything was on point this year that, w- that came out. Mm-hmm. I had such a great time gaming. 
this is like the most gaming I've done, I think, of the whole decade as well. Yeah, I think 2017 has kind of kicked off yes. more games for me because like you, in my college years, I found it kind of hard to play a lot yes, of games. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then as an adult, you come back from work, you have money, you can yeah, buy, games, buy games, you can play, you can spend your time as much as you want and exactly. what you want to do with it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that year was the year that I also kind of found a renewed interest in gaming. Oh, yeah. And I was a low enough position in my job that I could actually come home on time and play games. You know what I mean? I remember. Like, I remember. Like I was, yeah, I was about to say, like, I was, like, I could actually go home, be home by 8 o'clock and, yeah. you know, do things with my life. Yeah. So, so fun fun side fact that is probably already known for older listeners of the podcast. But uh, that's, that's the year that Lisa started at the company that I worked at. So we were coworkers. That's how we met. And that is how this podcast was born I know. in a small conference room and an empty table. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Good times. Yep. Okay. So here we go. Mm-hmm. So my top two games oh. of the year. So, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm explaining the process. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we started the podcast in 2017. So if you've been an old listener and you kind of, and you like know all the stuff, you would know that my two favorite games of two of 2017 are Persona 5 and Yakuza 0. Yes. And the and those two games gave me extra feels of playing it. Persona 5 is just an absolutely amazing game and it was worth the wait after I got into Persona 4 Golden when I was in college actually. Mm. Fuck, I forgot about Persona 4 Golden. I, hey, um, just in uh, just a side note, I played Persona 4 Golden in college and it was wonderful. That's why I didn't have a lot of games in 14 and 15. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, there. that solves that issue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That yeah, solves yeah. that issue. Okay. Um, yeah, Persona 5 was a great game. I loved all the characters. I, you know, I just enjoy the concept. I love JRPGs, as you know it plot twist insane and then there's yakuza zero yep which was just the first time i ever played that franchise and it was a one absolutely wonderful experience of just like hey i am a thug who is singing karaoke for 30 minutes and (laughs) it, it was just a one it was just so many different things and so many feels and it was between these two games these new two games are like are on like my top 10 of like all time like these two games to me are like near perfect but Mm -hmm. what what okay yakuza zero wins over persona 5 and The reason why it wins over Persona 5 is, uh, I will always come back to this, I think. It was the impact of the two final boss battles. Mm. Like, it was, like, both games are the whole package, and I love the buildup for both of them, but the buildup for Yakuza 0, when you when Majima fights Laogai and then when Kiryu fights Shibasawa, mm-hmm. 
all of those cutscenes, all of those moments, and just putting all of the different styles that you learned just culminated everything about that game. And it was the presentation was beautiful, especially everything about Kiryu's final boss battle. Like you're on a cruise ship when you're doing this. The music is insane. The soundtrack is mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. And the impact of the finale and everything that follows is exactly why Yakuza 0 beats Persona 5. But both are great games. That's, but, yeah. but Yakuza 0 for sure is my winner. Oh, I'm, really, I'm really happy to hear that. Yes. Because that is also my number one for that year for obvious reasons. Hey. I remember I kept edging you on. I was like, Alisa, you need to play this game. I know. And it, was, I, I, it was the first game in a long time since um, uh, Bioshock Infinite. Or sorry. Um, I would say... Not not Bioshock, uh, Wolfenstein, where I was just hooked on a game. Mm-hmm. Like, I could not stop thinking about it. And I remember before I bought the game, I saw something. I, I It was like a video or it was like an ad somewhere. And it was like, oh, Yakuza 0. And I was like, what's that? I was like, I kind of want to get into this franchise because I've always heard about it. I never really saw anything else more about it because, of course, you know, whoever did a poor marketing job in the U.S. when it came when those games came out in the early 2000s. It was, I wouldn't even necessarily blame completely the poor marketing job. It just wasn't targeted towards the United States in general. Right. Because yeah. they tried to westernize it a little bit with the English voice acting, but it didn't really work out. Yeah. Um, so Yakuza 0 was like coming out and then I bought it on Amazon and then I was playing it and I was like, oh my God. And then, you know, we met and I was like, you need to play this game mm-hmm. so badly. And I, and then you finally got it. And then, yeah, all, all of your points you made earlier, I agree with 100%. Um, I, I do think it's a game for everyone because like there's something for everyone there. Like you love like the, the music stuff, like the... Uh, what is it like the you know the karaoke what is like the the breaking the law oh right not just the songs breaking the world <laughs> karate <laughs> like the the type of game that it is oh it's a rhythm game there we go the rhythm yes, i was trying to think game. of the word okay. yeah i know you like rhythm games and i then, love like, rhythm games like i wasn't a huge fan of them but this kind of like made me like it a lot more yes and just because of like the cheesy music videos like the songs themselves are catchy some of them are really catchy Bakamitai. Oh, that's oh my Still. god! I rock that jam every now and then. I like know. I'm just like I need this song in my life. Um, yeah. Yakuza I, Zero, by the way, is the best version of Bakamitai. Oh, anyone can fight me about that. I, it, I, it, it is the best version of it. I want to preemptively say too. I think this is undoubtedly my favorite Yakuza game because it's the first one I ever played, mm-hmm. the first one that got me in the franchise, yes, and the one that I could not like stop playing for sure like i i'm not saying that the other ones are less than this i'm just saying like this one is the one that really got me hooked oh yeah and like that energy is still going like whenever i play a new one yes but for this game this is def this was definitely the jumping off point oh yeah and i seriously every day after work i could not stop thinking about that game i would listen to the music while i was at work i would think about strategies i would try not to spoil it for myself but i would like you know look up guides if i missed anything i would try to go back and like i was so obsessed with this game i finished yakuza in a month because i just loved it so much yeah me too and i was like oh my i want more like i would play the 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 Kyabakura game over and over again because yeah. I was like I'm just gonna be making money but I need my fix you know <laughs> and then my honorable mention Yakuza Kiwami came out and although it was a much shorter game I did still I it still got my fix you yes. know I didn't love it as much as Zero but I got my Yakuza like fix in my life that you know the continuation of the story yeah and the fix never ends because now they're coming out with games for oh, days Seven's coming out soon in the west so. I know. 
Yeah. Um. So my other my other two honorable mentions for that year are, as I mentioned, Yakuza Kiwami, as well as Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus, the sequel mm-hmm. to Wolfenstein: The New Order, uh, and Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. For sure, my honorable mention, um, I'd say is Cuphead. Uh, Cuphead is not my type of game at all. I would never just pick up a Cuphead just because I don't really play side scrolls. Mm-hmm. But I thought this game was really fun and the art style really drew me to it. Like if I, I feel like if it wasn't for the art style and the and the soundtrack, I wouldn't have played Cuphead. I see. Yes. Nice. It's it's I haven't played it yet, but I know it's a it's a game that uh, the developers worked on really hard. Yeah. For, so. All right. Oh man, we're almost done. By the way, yeah, Jesus, 2018. 2018. Oh my God. Okay, this was a really hard year for me. Because a lot of games came out this year. Yes, yes, and I played quite a few games. Yeah. But, so this, my, this is actually the only year where I that I have to choose two games as Ooh, my okay. my game of the year because I loved both of them, and okay. I don't like I loved both of them equally, but I. It, one of them was harder for me to have an emotional attachment to, and the other one I felt was lacking in some ways, but I still loved it regardless. Okay. So, of course, you might know this as Yakuza 6 and Yakuza Kiwami 2. For sure. Yeah. So, Yakuza 6, it didn't have a, uh, as much of an emotional impact on me because I did not play... Uh, I was basically missing three games. We didn't play a lot of games in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And so it was weird because right after that, I played Yakuza Kiwami 2, which is right after Yakuza Kiwami. So I had to like kind of readjust my mindset to be like, okay, this is where I am in the story with Kiwami. Yeah. Because like in 6, his story ends and you don't see him anymore. And you're just like, okay, like I spent this whole game with him, whereas some other people spent the past five games with him. Yes. So they, they have that built up emotional like tension. Yes. Whereas I only spent two games and then yeah. i played and i i basically watched star wars one and two and then i watched episode six and i'm like i don't know what's going on hey, you know well, you know a lot of people have done that yeah no totally totally and like some people watch one two three and then they watch nine and you're like okay <laughs> you know hey, like there's so many you, got, you gotta things do happening. what you gotta do sometimes yeah they're like why is that person this way why is that person that way <laughs> so for me i was just like okay there were a lot of things that tied it back to the previous games that I still don't know about, but I know that there's a lot of those like little Easter eggs, those emotional heartstrings that tie back to the previous games. Um, and I know the developers worked really hard to make it that way. But for me, again, I love this game so much. I like we both bought the premium editions of this game because we knew that we were gonna like it. But um, for me, I I couldn't find the emotional attachment. And again, with Yakuza Kiwami Two, I I felt it was a good continuation of Yakuza Kiwami. Um, like there were a lot of things that I felt like they needed to touch up on or just like, you know, spread out more or um, give a little bit more love. But I thought that it was still a really good game regardless. For sure. Yeah. For me, honorable. Um, my second favorite game is Kiwami 2. Okay. I really liked Kiwami 2. I like the addition of Kaori. Yes. Like she's best girl. Um, and uh, it was it was cool just seeing a dynamic where he was actually he fell for someone and then he finally had a more fleshed out relationship with Haruka. Mm-hmm. So that was just nice to see. My number one is Red Dead Redemption 2. I think it's a very good game. I loved it. I don't like it as much as Red Dead Redemption 1, but I love the different 
storyline that comes with this where Arthur Morgan is in like a band of with a whole bunch of people and I see he's dealing with a bunch of things I love the setting in Norland the Norland setting was my favorite setting of the game oh yeah 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 and uh, I I had a great time especially in the middle playing it and yeah it that one that game was great so that one is my game of the year nice not to mention the ending of Red Dead Redemption 2 was I was not expecting that at all. Oh, I, I still don't know, but I Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was really surprising how it goes down because you're kinda like, huh, I never I I'm surprised that they factored this in, but it makes sense because that came during that time. So Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, that makes sense after you think about it. Yeah. So Totally. That's yeah, that's 2018. And um, then we're fine. Oh, let me mention three honorable mentions for 2018 real quick before we move on. Yes, A Way Out, which is a co-op game that my brother oh, and yeah. I played the whole oh, way yeah. through. Um, it's uh, the way I like to describe this game is um, uh, Hot Fuzz because Hot Fuzz <laughs> is a game that or is a movie that starts out kind of slow and you don't don't really know where it's gonna go and it ends on a bang and oh, that's yeah. how this game ends and you're just like. Wow, you just have such an emotional attachment to the characters by the end of it. You're just like, what did I just go through, you know? Yeah. Um, And I love that game so much. Uh, Super Mario Party and Super Mario Odyssey are my other two. For sure. Um, One more side note I want to make about Yakuza Kiwami 2, and and one of the reasons why I chose it as my uh, my second game of the year um, is because it ties directly into... Yakuza Zero. If you remember, there was the the Makoto Makimura. Yeah, thing. they add. Yeah. Um, they they added extra gameplay for you to play as Majima. Yep, and I, that I, was not in uh, the original Yakuza Two. Yep, and I loved that so much. I like that the remakes are kind of tying back to Yakuza Zero, and I thought that that was really nice because mm-hmm. I know that Yakuza Zero kind of changed a lot of things, uh, and so they had to remake the games not just to bring a newer audience into the franchise, but also to fix the continuity. Giving Majima a back... So now that I'm in the Yakuza community... That sounds weird, by the way. Like, <laughs> out, of, out of context, that yeah, sounds weird. Like, you got both your pinkies still, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so out of context, that is a little weird. But now that I'm in the Yakuza community, it's interesting how much giving Majima a backstory made a huge difference for a lot of people. Right, because a lot of people just played the first Yakuza game and they're yes. like, this guy's just a crazy clown. But yep. you don't realize that he had to go through a lot of shit yes. to be where he is now. Yes. And it's, ugh, I love it so much. He's yeah. one of my favorite characters. Oh, he's he's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 2019, Elisa. Wow, we did it. We, we made it. We did it. Wow. Um. All right. Um, I have a very clear-cut winner. My number one favorite game of 2019 was Judgment. Mm. And I just have to say that um, that game gives me a lot of happiness and joy playing it. <laughs> I, like, I feel like this game gave me the re- just the amount of joy that I had when I was playing Yakuza 0 because it was fresh. Mm-hmm. It's a new franchise. And also... Um, what this game proved to me was that Ryuga Gotoku Studios can make a game that is not relate that's not um directly related to the Yakuza franchise and yeah. it, and it would be f- successful. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And I I I can say a lot about this game but um one of my favorite things about this game is the fact that um the main 
and shoot yagami there you go yeah i was, gonna I was like, like i was like shoot i forgot <laughs> already but nope i didn't yeah yagami is more um has like a posse of friends now mm. versus kiryu being alone uh alone dog so right that's one of my favorite things about this game and it's so good i'm actually replaying this game as we speak oh yeah. nice i'm replaying this after i finish replaying this for a bit i'm going to play yakuza 3 in yep. february yep me too um so yeah there's not I, I just i just love judgment judgment is my favorite at uh, my second favorite game of the studio for sure okay nice very yes. nice so it's yakuza 0 and then judgment cool and yeah game of the year oh i i see that was my game of the year mm-hmm. until I played Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. and that's my game of the year for 2019. For sure. <laughs> um, although, again, this is one of the games that came out, you know, years ago, three years ago at that point. But um, I got interested in it because some of my friends are playing it, and the the Stranger Things DLC came out. Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, now's a good time to pick it up because it's only like 20 bucks for the the DLC and the game." And I was like, "All right," picked it up. I that is my mainstay now. That is my number one game that i play a lot i i I, i'm not as obsessed as i was with the yakuza franchise um but it's something that i consistently play and i kind of default to if Mm -hmm. i have nothing else going on um but yeah i mean i've gushed about this game over and over again i'm not gonna gush about it more but uh (laughs) yeah i i I don't really like horror games and i do consider this a horror game um but i this is the only horror game that i think is more action-oriented than actually jump scare related so it can be depending on, you know, the killer and kind of perks they're running and kind of add-ons they have. But uh, Dead by Daylight for sure. Judgment is a close second, uh, again, for all the reasons that Elisa stated. And you can listen to our spoiler cast on Judgment as to why we love this game so much. Um, I like to akin it to something in the Marvel franchise, like a show like, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus is related to the movies, a.k.a. the Yakuza franchise, like the main games. Uh, yeah. But it's like not directly related. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. to the side, you know, For sure. um, set in the same world, but doesn't feature the same characters, which I love. Yes. I love it so much. Yes. Uh, and my other honorable mention for last year is uh, Jurassic World Evolution. Uh, because I played that game a lot and I Very got it, nice. I got it for Christmas and I literally beat it before the new year. Hey. <laughs> and I, that's how that's how much <laughs> I loved it. I I was a huge fan of Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, which is also another like park building simulator. And this one definitely beat that game by a whole long shot because it was more authentic to the movies. Yeah. Um, it just they had like, you know, the uh, they had Jeff Goldblum who played Ian Malcolm and he voiced a lot of the game he was like the the main the main uh narrator for the whole game and uh, i just i love jurassic the jurassic franchise so much and uh this game definitely was uh something that i felt like uh really fit um a long-awaited jurassic game that a lot of fans have been wanting for for sure yeah we did it i know we did it (laughs) i'm gonna ask you a question that i didn't uh, that we both didn't like really prepare for but i am curious okay um, do you have a game of the decade? No. Of I... of these ten game of of like this, you know. Oh. Which one would you consider your game of the decade? Because I actually think I have an answer. Okay, you can go first. My answer would actually be Yakuza Zero. Actually, I was just thinking the same yeah. thing. Yakuza, yes. Yakuza Zero <laughs> for me would be my game of the decade, and then under that would be Grand Theft Auto Five, and then Uncharted Four. So those three games are like my top, you know. Okay. Of the whole decade. For me. And then actually, 
under four would act would be four and five would be stardew valley and um persona five nice yes okay so my top five games of the decade would be of course yakuza zero because yeah. i already explained it yes <laughs> then and then it would be dead by daylight um sleeping dogs yeah Mountain Blade with Fire and Sword. Mm-hmm. And I'll also put Warband up there because they're basically the same thing, just a little bit different. So For those sure. are kind of the same one. And the fifth one would probably be Wolfenstein The New Order. Got it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Wolfenstein. Bioshock. I would put Bioshock over Wolfenstein because um, I felt like Bioshock was more something that I was, I think, more interested in than Wolfenstein. Not that I don't like Wolfenstein less. It's just Bioshock kind of is more interesting to me as a single-player for sure shooter so for sure yeah and then other games i really liked i i love red dead but the reason i prefer grand theft auto over red dead is uh replayability mm-hmm. like i could just do random things in grand theft auto True. Like, whenever i want you so. also you cannot wake up in a new bugatti in red dead <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no you cannot Mm-hmm. very true but you can go smoking and riding you can in red dead yes you can <laughs> yes, you can, but no, no Bugatti, so that's no why it's not on my list. <laughs> no Bugattis. All right, so yeah, we're in 2020 now. That's yep. it, the end. <laughs> With that said, yes, we are closing out. Yes, officially 19, like we did it. 2020 vision, hindsight 2020. 2020, new decade, new consoles. We'll see what happens. This is gonna be a crazy year for video games, and I'm very excited. Oh God, yeah, this is gonna be really crazy. We say that every year, but. This year, I think, is going to be crazier. Yes, because next gen yes. means infinite possibilities. Yep. And then, you know, VR is going to have a huge surge once, like, Half-Life Alex comes out. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. People are going to be like, oh, my God, a new Half-Life game. I need to get a VR headset. <laughs> That's pretty much how it's going to be because yes. people, this is basically people's Half-Life 3. Even though it's not number three and it's technically a prequel to two, it's still something that everyone's going to want to play. I'm definitely going to want to play it, but I'm not going to get a VR headset just for that. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know how I'm going to play it, but I'm going to find out a way. Hopefully VR headsets are cheaper, though. Oh, yeah. I say that, by the way, every year. I'm just, like, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember. I, I, they are. They have gotten cheaper, though. They have ever, ever so slightly have gotten cheaper. The only one that's the exception for that is the Valve Index, which is $1,000. And I'm like, why? Oh, Everything else is cheaper. Why are you so expensive? right i am not getting that (laughs) (laughs) me either all right um stay tuned to the next podcast is just the next podcast is a regular podcast contact us at contact at downtime.live um if you want to send an email check out the description for our discord you can go on any platform we have the podcast podbean youtube you name it stitcher yep if you post a comment or question we will answer and on top of that if you listen to us on apple podcasts write us a review yes please yes thank you and yeah we're we're back sort of from the dead yep we had a long i wouldn't say it was a long hiatus but it was a it was like a, about a month yeah it was a it was a long hiatus without addressing that we were on a hiatus uh, yeah i did make an official statement but yeah. um you know things happen in life yeah so for sure yeah so hopefully if you're listening to this this is the start of more podcasts soon yes 
So, and hopefully I'll be on more podcasts this year. Y'all, I got a crazy job. So, <laughs> this is I, I like I legitimately have a really crazy job. Yeah, so. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and yeah. I want you back because yes. you know that our dynamic is great. Yes, <laughs> of course. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to Podcast One Twenty Five. See yep. y'all in the next one. See you in One Twenty Six.